The following program may contain views, ideas, and opinions that have been produced by the hosts and their guests and are not reflective of Quixie 98.3 or Sky Tower Communications. For questions, comments, and concerns, email us at news at wqxe.com. Good morning, I'm Zach Epperson. Over the past several weeks, we have heard from various superintendents about how their districts are returning to school amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. This week, we will hear from Grayson County Superintendent Doug Robinson. Portions of our original interview with Superintendent Robinson, which was previously recorded, became outdated when Governor Andy Bashir announced this week his recommendation that schools postpone the start of in-person instruction until September 28th. Superintendent Robinson was gracious enough to update us on the new plan Grayson County Schools will be operating on, and we have him with us now to talk about those plans. So, uh, sir, I'll go ahead and open the floor up to you. What is the plan as of right now for Grayson County Schools? Yeah, from, uh, we, you know, we uh, the change was was uh, we are going to go virtual now uh, to start. Uh, we were planning to try to do in person, but we're going to be starting August 24th with all of our students uh, via NTI or the virtual students. So that that's the big change from a few weeks ago. Right, and so with that, uh, I guess a lot of people I've seen, no matter what district you're with, there's a lot of confusion with that. You still are starting on August 24th, but it's just not going to be that in-person instruction, Not no rotating schedules, right? Right, that's exactly right. And there has been some confusion, and I think I've, I've tried to communicate this week. Everyone will start August 24th. Uh, it is just uh, it's just not going to be in person. But, yeah, that's the big change, and the 24th is still the, the magic day. Right. And so with that change to online, whether you're on that virtual learning uh, online uh, replacement from people we're going to do in person uh, to whether you're doing NTI now, people are going to have to be uh, getting, you know, learning through a laptop or some type of device. So with that, on Facebook, you all had talked about you're doing something called Technology Tuesdays. What is that? Yeah, those uh, those Technology Tuesdays, and I think we're starting uh, next week on the 18th, is, is we understand that it's it's almost going to be impossible to just turn a, a Chromebook over to our parents, in some cases grandparents, and say, "Here's use go go home and help your child use this." That's going to be impossible. Uh, so we're going to try to work through from the parents and grandparents standpoint, and and who's going to be helping the kids about just a little bit of those devices, how to navigate them. And in some cases, you know, some people might be a little more comfortable with the iPad, and maybe not the Chromebook or uh, what it might be in some of the different platforms that we will be using just to get parents familiar with those. So we're going to try to do that. And if somebody can't come to those, we'll we'll try to handle those on a uh, case-by-case scenario, and they can call one of their schools or out here at the central office, and we'll be glad to help them. Another thing I saw was uh, something about um, um, uh, wireless access. You know, there, there's some people out there who may not have immediate access to Internet. Is the district helping uh, people out in any way in terms of that? Uh, one thing we have done, I know some of our principals have sat down. There's some there are some lower cost options out there uh, in certain parts of our community for the internet, and we've helped uh, some of our uh, parents and guardians uh, sign up for that. One thing that we are in the process of of getting going, it might not, it probably won't be by the 24th, but we're gonna uh, probably we are going to outfit three buses with Wi-Fi. Uh, capabilities that we can kind of put out in the communities and people can come and and whenever we can get our kids back into the building uh, we want to 
something uh, interesting I've come I've come into contact with as I'm doing these interviews, but school supplies. Dr. Mark Martin ever Meade County. Uh, when I talked to him, he had said that you know they're not going to be asking parents uh, for school supplies for you know the whole classroom if they want to bring them for their students. That's different, and they're taking community donations as well. Uh, but in terms of school supplies and asking for school supplies, uh, what, what's Grayson County Schools uh, doing? Is that are they still passing out a, a, a supply list for classrooms? No, we're not. You know, uh, Zach, at, back before back before we got hit with COVID, I had put together. We had a uh, we had some community members put together, and one of the things we were going to try to do for the school year, regardless, was trying to get a cohesive. Uh, uh, process for school supplies because we had a bunch of different community port partners here trying to pull those together. But this year, with uh, just with all this going on, we're, we're the district's going to take care of the school supplies. Uh, there's no su- supply list. I think the only thing we're really asking for is like headbud, earbuds, and uh, uh, headphones, and maybe a backpack. But we're going to take care of those this year uh, with uh, parents not having to worry anything about the supply list. Good to hear. Uh, the next thing I have for you is uh, talking about the the virus itself and, and cases of the virus. So if cases of the virus do see a spike during this year, whether that be in the, in the schools or just in the larger community, how is the district going to handle that? Or uh, is in-person instruction going to be suspended again like it was in March? Or, or is that more of a, a state decision that, that'll be made? Well, I think, you know, as, as you start listening to the state, and uh, the the state health officials, and some of it is related to what's going on in your individual communities and the spread. And we have a great working relationship with our health department here. And uh, matter of fact, just last week I talked with the uh, the regional uh, contact tracer uh, person. I think is that a Hardin County. So we're making those contacts uh, that are giving us uh, to to give us input in how that's going to look with the d- different numbers. And that's a that's a tough that's tough to answer when you're here in August and you don't know what's going to happen. You don't really know how the numbers are going to increase or decrease. So we've got to build those good relationships, keep working with the relationships we have with our health officials and lean on them. Final couple of questions I have for you. Um, Have you spoken with the teachers and staff about this upcoming school year and what concerns, if any, have they shared with you? Yeah, you know, we've had uh, we had some different committee groups early on um and just with different communication. I think everybody, you know, is is uh, the number one is is the safety of our students and our staff, and that's always uh, paramount. But you know, there's a lot of our staff that say, "Hey, you know, we're ready to we're kind of ready to get back in. Our kiddos need us, and uh, we're kind of anxious to see them." So, uh, but now you know, we all uh, we 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 know safety's got to come first. So, but I think they're excited to kind of get to, to see those students. Final question I have for you, sir, and we're going to end talking about you. Um, have you, how have you personally assessed this upcoming school year? Have you given it a lot of thought? I'm, I'm sure you have, but has it weighed on you a lot? Yeah, you know, I hate. I'm not. I don't want to come across the the wrong way, but yeah, this is this has definitely been a uh, a challenge because uh, there's been so many curveballs that have been thrown, and you're trying to think of every scenario possible. And when you're doing that, it's hard to get that that off your mind because there's so many components to it. And you know, if you look at a school system, whether it, it's just not the instructional piece, there's a business side of it, there's a side of transportation, there's a side of food service. So there's a lot of different mo- moving parts, and that kind of weighs on you a little bit because, and two, then you're looking at the safe and the safety and the health of of all your students and your staff, and two that can impact your community. So it has weighed heavily, and I, I would 
assume every superintendent and every board and and uh, all those committees uh, in, in all the districts it's weighed on them heavily uh, and all your administrators out in the schools trying to implement all this healthy uh, at school uh, documentation and so getting school ready on a regular basis is is challenging enough when everything's going right and then you throw uh, the virus in on it and it's kind of really uh, put us upside down on a lot of our processes and made us rethink those. So I think probably most everybody uh, has been consumed with that and that's not just with the school component. That's, you know, I'm sure you all are doing things differently quickly than, than you did right. six months and a, six months ago. That's that's just everybody. So uh, it's, I think it's been on everybody's mind. Absolutely. Well, sir, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk with me. I greatly appreciate it. Hey, thanks a lot, Zach. We sure appreciate uh, appreciate your help and support of our community. That was Grayson County School Superintendent Doug Robinson updating us on the district's latest return to school plan. For a recap of today's forum or to listen to past forums, you can go to our website, wqxe.com, and click on the media tab. For Quixie 98.3, I'm Zach Epperson.